Greetings. Hello and welcome. The archival recording you are about to hear was sourced from live streaming audio in an effort to expand content reach. I have decided to repurpose the show as an audio podcast. I have done my best to remaster the audio quality for your ears, but I have chosen to leave its content and length unedited, so you may hear reference to visual cues not described in said audio. If you would like to see the original live streaming video podcast this recording comes from, please head over to youtube.com slash C slash Frumis Films LLC or just search Frumis, F-R-U-M-E-S-S. And don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. Audio from episode to episode will also vary in quality. Sorry about that. Thank you for tuning in and listening. Jeff from us. Welcome. That's not any theme to any superhero. It sounds a little more Star Warsy than it does superhero, but that's fine. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah, that's okay. Welcome. Welcome you doing, to man? the show. How you doing? How you doing? I'm editing right. your name. You're going to be Super Bob because that's fine. But Super Bob Rose, how about that? Are we? Uh, I'm getting this. I'm getting the vibe that you think we're going to like fight about this. Is that no. what the vibe is? Because I don't feel. I didn't feel like that going in. <laughs> I love how I'm like. I love how it's like. Yeah, like it does have that vibe, and it's totally my doing. <laughs> Okay. And yeah. I'm not trying to fight you at all. I just right. know I, it's you have to understand me being the natural Batman fan and you being a natural Superman fan automatically makes us allies. And um, what's that word? Uh, rivals slash, you know, um, uh, adversaries all at the same True. time. Gotcha. You know, man and God standing shoulder to shoulder as we fight evil. What is the you line from I mean? the movie? It's uh Son of Krypton and Bat of Gotham, right? I think so. I think, I think so. that's I have, the line. There's so much to unpack within just the allotted time that we just discussed off air. It's, I, it's too much. It's too <laughs> much. It's a daunting task, especially Our, for movies that are so divisive with other humans. Right. Right. Did you let me ask you this? Let's start off right out. Let's get right out of the the thing because I want to just. Just to, to, to briefly fill in anybody who missed our last conversation, we discussed Batman and, and Superman during our WandaVision talk. We were supposed to be talking about WandaVision. Um, boy, did we Bob, veer off. <laughs> boy, did we veer off. But that's yeah. okay. That's okay. That's These good. things happen. Yeah. Um, Bob mentioned that he uh, felt he had feelings about both of these films. One, he felt okay about Man Man of Steel and, and Batman versus Superman left him not feeling too good, which he has since changed his mind a little bit and my what i'm curious you you said well you said that you revisited i don't know how far you got because that was a daunting task it's a lot of movie uh rewatch the Um, i mean man of steel is two and a half hours almost and the bvs ultimate edition is over three hours yeah which i did last week i did this last week i actually i was doing work today and i had both of them running in the background so that's but i've seen them it's not like I don't right. know them, sort of. Like I've, for everyone that's that kind of just says they straight up hate these movies, I have said the same in the past. But let me tell you something: I've watched these movies. Right. I don't just say I hate something and never visit it again. I have actually watched these movies multiple times. So right. do I hate them? No. It would be dumb to say I did. <laughs> it would be unfair. 
it'd be unfair. Right. Right. I listen, I, I can, I can dig, I can dig that mojo. And, Mm -hmm. um, I, well, right out of, right out of the gate. Well, my question to you was, has your opinion changed with this viewing, which I didn't realize. So you had watched it multiple times. This is, this was my second time ever seeing Man of Steel since 2013. Oh, wow. Okay. And my first, I attempted to rewatch Batman versus Superman and got sidetracked. So this is actually my first revisit of both of those movies since I saw them in the theaters. Wow. So, so I've actually you, seen them more than you have. You have seen them I've seen, more yeah. than I have. I've seen one of each film the, of the Snyder trilogy. I've seen one of each in the theaters. And, uh, you know, generally that's the way it is with movies. Like I can see, I, it depends on, there are some movies where I can watch them like obsessively over and over and over again. And I will. And there yeah. are other movies where I see it and I go, okay, I don't need to watch that for another five or 10 years. And then I'll be ready to revisit it. And then there are those yeah. movies where I watch it once. And if I never, if I see it again, great. If I never see it again, whatever. <laughs> it's fine. Right. It's fine. I, I'm, I'm a, I'm a natural rewatcher. Like I rewatch gotcha. things. That's I've learned in the recent years that a lot of people don't do that. I'm somebody who always right. like I'll watch a movie. I saw Man of Steel. Let's just go with these. I saw yeah. Man of Steel. Now I'm a Superman fan. Right. And I didn't even like it that much. I saw it right. four times in theaters. Wow. So that's wow. where I'm coming from. And now why did I do that? A lot of reasons, but really why did you I do that, Bob. Because I like seeing Superman in action, even <laughs> if it's stuff, even if there's themes and stuff I don't agree with and or portrayal I might not agree with. He's a great see, Superman. He, he is. is. He's a great <sighs> Superman. And see, Zack Snyder understands the physics of a Kryptonian on Earth and what they yes. are capable of. Yes. And that was nice to see for maybe the first time ever. Brandon Routh. I like Brandon Routh. Don't get me wrong. But that movie is not an action movie by any means. Right. It's Superman lifting things. Right. Fine. But this was like the first time you could actually see how dangerous and what the epic power they have in them was Man of Steel. So I liked seeing that on screen in a big movie theater mm-hmm. for the first time. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I Well, let's just start right out of the gate with Man of Steel. Mm-hmm. I rewatched it and I remember seeing it and I, I told you this last time. I was like, eh. You know, it's okay. Like, you know, not nothing spectacular. Um, And this is what I've learned. And this is true. Bob, you're right. It is good to rewatch stuff because especially I can't tell you how many times I've revisited a movie and it just affects me a different way or I see something like, and you know, it's funny. We're we're such, we as movie going public, we're such know-it-alls. We watch something once and we go, (laughs) I don't ever need to rewatch that. I I know exactly what it's about. And Man, I've been proven, pro- I've been proved time and again that that is just so not the case. And so I'm rewatching Man of Steel. And of course, instantaneously, I don't know about you, Bob, I used mm-hmm. to be a huge Dragon Ball Z fan. You ever watch Dragon Ball Z? Bob? I know. Actually, here's a place where we won't see eye to eye because I've never been into anime. So I have never there been to go. anime either, Bob, but I did watch Dragon Ball Z, which is okay. the gateway for, for Americans. Anime, right? Yeah, for yeah, Americans yeah. to get into anime. And the thing that really struck me about Man of Steel, and I love the story of Dragon Ball Z, the story from the the from the the Saiyan saga all the way up to the Frieza saga is quasi Shakespearean. I mean, it mm-hmm. is really good stuff. Just great storylines and conflicts and yada yada yada. But the thing at the okay. core of it is the you know the fact that Goku's story, Goku discovers they 
They did Dragon Ball Z. Uh, they did Dragon Ball. And Goku was just a really strong kid with a monkey tail. And then voila, Dragon Ball Z. They go, hey, actually, Goku's from another planet called Planet Vegeta. And basically, he's the last of his kind. He's he's this thing called the Saiyan. He's the last of his kind. And he can undergo this transformation called the Super Saiyan, which I'm sure you've heard now, this in the Superman I, I Yeah, as a Superman fan, I know this stuff because who is often pitted in a fight precisely in, in pop culture fights it's precisely. always superman versus goku it's like a Who thing i think there's an epic i think there's an i'm not disagreeing with that not just because i like yeah. superman more but it's i i understand yeah. that goku's power is just dumb it's ridiculous it's ridiculous when you and become I, a superman i don't like superman just because he's the ultimate power or anything anyway right. so it doesn't bother me right but I think, yeah, like that's how I know what Super Saiyan means, and I know like Goku's sort of backstory, like you just said. I I'm I'm aware of it because I'm a geek, right? And I and if I look Superman up, Goku's always there somewhere. He's always right, right next to him. It's like right, yeah. And and so, what? But what's interesting though is I'm watching this and I'm going fucking a. They just Man of Steel is essentially. Goku, the story of Dragon Ball Z, the, the origin story, the revamped, the revised origin story is a ripoff of Superman. And then mm -hmm. Man of Steel, in turn, is essentially a ripoff of the Saiyan saga, which right, right. blew me away upon this revisiting. I was going, holy fuck, they're doing the Saiyan saga, but with Superman. What a great idea. Um, and Superman and Goku, they're very similar too in terms of just like you know being the 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 uh, I guess like innocence not the right word but like uh, pure pure hearted. They're both pure hearted. Yeah, there's a pure there's people. purity. I don't know much about Goku like as far as stories go, but I've heard he's, he's like he's a there's a purity to him like Superman. Right. There's a pure. Yeah, yeah, right, right. And and what they're doing with the you know the other thing about about the story is I'd that argue Zack Snyder's Superman isn't pure though, but we can get into that. Right, right, right. Yeah, you're right, yeah, right, you're right, yeah. you're right. And and we're going to talk about that in a second as soon mm -hmm. as I get around this long-winded thing. But <laughs> the, uh, uh, Vegeta, who is the other last Saiyan, they're two last Saiyans, mm -hmm. and they have they fight they fight each other. So the two last people of the this, this so vegeta is like zod is that what you're yes, saying yes <laughs> yes yes vegeta yeah. okay. is zod and goku and this final showdown and it's so funny too because he comes to planet earth with nappa who is his bodyguard and you could even say that all the other kryptonians are his bodyguard or like his nappa yeah. and they've come to sort of uh, vegeta wants to create a race of hybrid saiyan human beings and Zod is looking to get the Codex to bring Kryptonians back from the brink of extinction. The, the, the stories overlap a lot, and both stories finish with, with uh, Superman slash Goku overcoming Vegeta. Although the Goku-Vegeta story is more of an underdog story because Vegeta is just straight way more powerful than Goku is. Gotcha. But in, it's kind of reversed in this situation that Zod slowly using his military training is able to quickly grasp things that Clark took decades to master. He does very quickly because he's just, a, you know, a, I, an interesting idea with weird execution in the movie. I always right. thought it is, yes. but I, yes. I, I don't hate it. I don't hate I that. chalk it up to training. I just chalk it up. To yeah. yeah. No, I, I, don't, I don't hate it. Yeah. Yeah. So let's start, let's start with, let's start with man of steel. Uh, mm -hmm. Well, let me, let me just, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna, gonna you kind of guide this because, because uh, I can, 
Because uh, you know, you guide me where you want to go with it. Because I can Fine. probably talk about any aspect. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Uh, um, yeah. So I'm going to start. Last time we spoke, we both agreed that the Kevin Costner as Jonathan Kent um, death was the dumbest plot thing of all time. And I'm here <laughs> to confirm this is the single most idiotic, unnecessary, dumb, stupid, foolish, idiotic. Zack Snyder. He <laughs> Zach, look. Even a def- if I'm not a defender of Zack Snyder, but I obviously I can't deny that I'm interested in everything he does. But he right. seems to really drop the ball in every movie, at least in one scene. There's always every movie that I see him make. There's always one scene where I'm like, oh, Dawn of the God. Dead, the dog, the dog, and Dawn the dog. Of the dead. Oh, there's this, sure you can chalk that up. <laughs> obviously, Martha is that scene in that movie, and I'm sure that I'm sure the Snyder Cut will have that scene where it's like. You know, I don't, but, you know, Bob, I don't know if I feel that way anymore. Well, we'll get, I, I we, feel, yeah, we'll get into that. We'll get into well, that. Well, it's not, yeah. I yeah. feel like for me, how's that? I'll say this for go me, go ahead. There's always that scene that even if I take out all of my prior love of the characters that he's touching and I just accept the movie for what it is, there's still the scene where I'm like, within the movie that exists right now, I can't stand this. Like, regardless of Superman even existing prior to this movie. Jonathan Kent's death is angering beyond belief. It's just, it's, it's astoundingly, so it's soundingly stupid. It, it's really dumb. Like I have my problems. If I, if I remove in this conversation for your show, remove all of my prior notions of what these characters should be. It still makes no sense. Right. Like, why is that guy letting his father die? And what is his father? I don't even understand his father's reasoning. Because there's no, there's absolutely, here's the thing, none. It's just bad. It's just bad. Yeah. Jonathan Kent, like he has this, here's what's, and here's what's so makes it even more infuriating is that Jonathan Kent is kind of cooking with this really interesting theme of like, you know, uh, he, what he's doing is he's instilling or what slowly, what, what super, what Clark overcome, uh, sorry, undergoes being a human. It, it, what he, Clark's humanity is his humility. He recognizing that he needs to keep himself in check because of such his great power. Right. And so what's fun, you know, you often hear this, you heard this with Spock and, and uh, Kirk, you know what I'm going to say about, he was more human than any of us, you know, and that's, what's interesting about Superman, Superman, it, partially the name Superman, what makes him so super is the fact that despite the fact that he's an alien from another planet, he is more human than any of us. He's, he has such humanity within yeah. him. And his powers allow him to uh, express that humanity because- Can, can, I, can I describe would, it in, in a ahead. way that's similar? I'm, I'm going to use the words of somebody I do not like. Okay, Which is the words of Max Landis, who is a piece of garbage. Uh, he's a piece of shit. But years ago, he made it. He wrote a. He did write a great essay on Superman, and I actually I hate how much I like a short it. film. He did a good short film about it too. That's true. He did, right? Like I hate. He is a bad person. Right, straight up. But the one thing he said that I really liked about Superman that I totally agree with, and I believe it was in a Man of Steel conversation, was where he was like, Superman, because he has no fear of death, is an adult walking among children. He does not have, he is, he's extremely human as you're saying, but he also, he is a, 
he does not have the fear that we have. So without that fear, he can be better than we are. And I thought that is a very interesting premise right there. That ties into everything that I yeah. was saying perfectly. You, you, right. you are fully picking up what I'm putting down. And so, and so uh, where was I going with that? Oh, that Jonathan Kent is sort of, and we're seeing all these examples. And I had forgotten how they chose. This was brilliant on Zack Snyder's part. We're mm-hmm. not going to take you through the whole childhood chronologically. We're, we've right. done that. We've seen it. How are we going to do this differently? We're going to flash back. We're just going to cut to integral moments in Clark's life that helped shape him to becoming Superman, which to me works so well, like just yeah, yeah. Hit, hit every, because we're not stuck. With, okay. When is he? So it's, it, it takes you out of the formula of a normal, you this know, this is also 2013. So it's coming off the heels of Smallville and such. Like right. we don't need everything. People are kind of savvy at this point. Right. Even though Snyder and Christopher Nolan like adamantly said that they needed to do the origin story again. Who, by the way, I two things. One, I think this movie suffers so much because of its ties to Christopher Nolan. And yeah, here's why. We yeah. we've we discussed our mutual distaste for the Nolan <laughs> trilogy. We don't have to go back there, but because studios are going, hey. Nolan verse is hot right now. We got to get Nolan in on this. Let's have, let's keep the continuity. Who knows? Maybe Christian Bale will come back. So here is Chris Nolan, not only doing the story, but he's also, um, he's also producing. And it's, it's, it's a weird, it's weird that it has no connection to Christian Bale. That right. Chris, why would Christopher Nolan come in and then it not be tied? It's just it's still to this day. I'm like, why did that happen? Stamp like of that? approval. They did yeah. it for stamp of they just wanted that that, really that Nolan stamp and because they were hoping they were scared they wanted to make sure but here's the thing and this is the difference between Marvel and DC uh, and what they did like Gangbusters in movies, Aquaman movies yeah movies well yeah. not just movies a little bit in the comics too I don't know if you're going to agree with what I'm going to say the the camp level is about a thousand times higher on the DC side of things because of DC. the history. They're both different beasts. Marvel is more yeah. about hum- humanity and characters, whereas DC is about like godlike superheroes. I mean, you know, the yeah. Avengers versus the ju- the actual Justice League. It's not even that much of a fight, in my opinion. Well, but that's, I think that mm, it's not. That's it's interesting. But yeah, we're not here to talk about that. No, we're not. Although we're I not. want to talk to you. We have to talk sometime. Who's going to no, win in a fight? Here, wait, wait, wait. Well, no, no, yeah, no, 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 before no, we go no, forward, no, there's no, yeah. you passed you passed the subject before I got to it. Yeah. What I wanted to say was, and I, I I think I blame David Goyer here, but I think the key to understanding what is wrong with Man of Steel for me, which I, I I'm okay with now, but what's wrong for me is Jonathan Kent, and why? Mm-hmm. Why is Jonathan Kent wrong? Well, I mean, a lot of people point to the fact when Clark says, "Should I stop?" Should I not have saved the bus of children? And he goes, I don't know. And it's like, wait a minute. As a character that we've known for 80 years who has gotten all of his morals from his father, that is an upsetting thing, right? Greatly, greatly. Now, when I watch the movie now, what I see is I think the telling uh, scene is at the end of the movie when he's when Jonathan Kent, Kent is working on his car and Clark is a kid out there playing with his dog, right? Yeah, I see so much more subtext in this scene now because 
the I, the way that Costner is directed versus the way that uh, Martha is directed is he looks like he is scared shitless of this kid. He looks oh. like he's, he has fear in him of what he could be capable of. Oh. And there's that scene where he's looking at the kid and Clark is standing there with the cape flowing behind him with his arms there looking down at a dog. And I'm like, you know what? I know Zack Snyder's really into symbolism. And what I see is a being that knows it's superior looking down on a less superior being. Oh my and God. his father is looking at him and, he, and Costner, who we know can act. It's not its direction. Looks like he's scared shitless of what that kid is capable of. This Jonathan Kent doesn't know what exactly to do about what he has in his own home. And he is scared. This is so I I attribute Man of Steel as a story partly about Jonathan Kent actually losing his faith in God because Clark exists. And if you think about the stuff he says to him in the scene when he's showing him his ship for the first time, he's literally saying people will not know what to do. They you 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 bring into question everything you met humans have believed for thousands of years. I think he his own son made him stop believing in God, and he's scared of what could happen. Dude, you're just like, all right, you're blowing my mind. You're making me want to go back and rewatch it again <laughs> through but, that prism because it, I it's weird, right? But it's 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 got depth, but also I'm like, why the fuck is this happening? Jonathan Ken is supposed to be a moral center here. He's supposed to yeah. give but but the but that's, that's so much this, more this is, first of all, that's so much more interesting to me than him just being a moral center. I, I love that idea. I understand that, and that's fine with me if it wasn't Superman. Because I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to get sidetracked on why I love right. Superman, but it's not relatability. It never was. Gotcha. Uh, I, I understand gotcha. that some people don't get that, don't get the symbolism aspect, and don't get like the, you know, things we aspire to be instead of what we are. That type of thing. Well, what you're I, talking about is the core concepts of the character, which is how I feel about Batman. Like I, there are certain right, right. core things about Batman. You can Batman is these characters are mm -hmm. malleable. And you can do so much with them, but if you don't adhere to those core concepts, then you it's, are fucking it, everything up. Yeah, there's like you can Superman's suit can change, his the the particulars of his origins can change. Same with Batman. But if you take away some things, I'm like, I wish this wasn't Superman. I don't necessarily hate Man of Steel, but like I said, everything about Jonathan Kent, I'm like, this is not a Superman story. You've taken the core away. Mm. You've stripped away the one thing that I loved. Mm. By literally his father going, I don't know what you should have done. And those people are so scared of you. And you should let me die so they don't see you who you are. Whew. It's a I lot. Mean, of, it's but you understand so where I'm saying is Jonathan Kent is so broken that yeah. this Clark has to be broken. It's like it's not badly written in a linear sense. Like, yes, Henry Cavill's Superman is broken for this obvious reason. It's not like that's wrong. It, I'm not saying that's bad. You know what I mean? Like it, within yeah. the movie itself, it makes sense. Do I like it? <laughs> not really. But if it wasn't Superman, I would. Well, again, you know? if you all right, so you're 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 dissecting this from from the character stand, standpoint as and as a non-Superman guy, I totally mm -hmm. pick up what you're putting down and respect yeah. and appreciate that. Yeah. From a plot standpoint, without without Superman being the sacred cow that he is for right. you, 
I am like enamored with the plot of Man of Steel. I love it. I love it. I'm going, holy shit. They like cracked the code with the plot. They, I'm they agreeing, the I'm agreeing with you. Yeah, I'm agreeing yeah, yeah. with you that within its own context, I don't hate those themes. Those, I mean, that that is so that there's makes so sense much to me. great stuff there. And just the conflict of being a son of earth, but also, you know, heritage versus and just all sorts of there are all sorts he's, of uh, he's 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 a fatherless Superman for the first time we've ever seen. Yeah, he really has true. no father. That's and, true. And his moral center is his mom. And even she's kind of like, do whatever yeah. you want. I love you either way. <laughs> and it's like, like, I think she says it in B- BVS. He goes to a priest. He goes to a priest. He goes to a priest, and a priest eventually is the one who's like, you, you know, you got to show him. You, you got to, yeah. you know, you have to have faith in humanity, dude. Yeah. So he doesn't get it from his parents, which it says a lot about David Goyer and Zack Snyder, where they, yeah. how they see the world, because he does not, he is not instilled with this stuff, which I think is interesting that that James Gunn movie came out like oh, which a couple years so ago, good, which I really, it was very interesting, early. but I, I was like, it. It's weird to me that that came out and I was like, here's Superman without a moral center. And it's weird. I was like, it's shame that we can't hold it up against a Superman with a moral center like and we're used to. So many as places I, yeah, sorry. Go ahead. But you know what I'm saying? Like, yes, stop. The, the problem with the last 10 years is everyone wants to keep breaking Superman. And we have we need like the Christopher Reeve one to compare mm. it to because you can't mm. just keep breaking something. And then it's just pulverized into oblivion. Yeah. And I th- I think that Zack Snyder, I'm hoping that the Snyder Cut gives me what I wanted all these years. And it's just been a really long six-hour road to it. <laughs> <laughs> but you needed to do that. I'm glad you... The we, end of the shitty Justice League, I think he gets there. I think that the... Ba- it's I don't like that movie, but the end of that movie, I think that I get my Superman for like 30 seconds... I was done. I, I saw it one time yeah. and I was just, I was done with, I was like, yeah, wow, the movie, I'm bed. not, it's, done. Like, it's terrible, yeah. but you know what I'm saying? Like, yes, yes. It's like, oh, so it took all this to get to where I was hoping Man of Steel would have been. Right. Okay. That was a long road. <laughs> um. Anyway, back, sorry, go ahead. I want to, there's one other aspect. I said there were two things about Man of Steel that for me were just fundamentally horrible. There was one other yeah. thing. That was just so fundamentally off um, and yet interesting at the same time, but totally off. The yeah. entire Krypton opening is atrocious to me. And I'll tell really? you why. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to explain why. Number one, um, again, as I kind of was saying before, the problem with this, this Man of Steel movie, a huge problem is that they don't go to the level of camp that they go to with, say, Aquaman, which I love, by the way, which I just love the campiness of Aquaman, which mm-hmm. to me captures that DC spirit, and they, which is what's missing totally from the Nolan stuff completely, void. Like, like also, if there was a spectrum. You're talking like, about James Wan versus Zack <laughs> Snyder, yeah. too. It's not just, it's a matter of filmmaker here, too. Yes, yes, yes. That figures into it greatly, but yeah. the... The version of Krypton that we get is just, I don't know. It's like, here you go, carte blanche for this alien world, and this is what we get. And, you know, they did, I love how, because this is, they 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 went back into the comic lore, which I know you know this well. Mm-hmm. Um, the Kryptonian, the fact that Kryptonians 
became a very sort of cold people. Like they, they, they reproduced, they didn't reproduce naturally. They did it in yeah. special chambers and all this stuff. They incorporated all that and they made Superman different by being a natural birth. I love that. That was cool. That's that, good. That, He's basically like the people were broken. They were living without a heart. The society had right. no heart left and all their right. decisions led to their own destruction. And Superman right. is a natural birth and he sent to a world that hasn't gotten there yet. To right. save and which which right. also is the birth of his which is also uh connects to his humanity that he was created like humans are created even right, though right. he's kryptonian i mean it just adds to all that right. however i and maybe it's just mechanics like suspension you can chalk this up to suspension of disbelief or belief rather mm-hmm. I, I i'm just like these people are literally have all the technology in the world. They were colonizing worlds for a hundred thousand years. Yep. And you're telling me they couldn't get off the rock or save themselves. It was like, it, it would have been hold so, up well, not at all. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you what, it would be one thing now in the past in like the Superman cartoons, for instance, they, 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 they cover their asses really well by just nobody believes that it's going to happen. Brainiac lies to them. In fact, it's Brainiac's Brainiac is the Kryptonian computer in, in the animated series well, and it works perfectly. It tricks. If them. I'm not mistaken, in the beginning of Man of Steel, the council seems like they think Zod is a traitor. And they also think that what he's saying about the planet isn't exactly true. It's not just Zod. It's, it's also Jarrell. They're both. But they, yeah, but they won't listen to Jarrell. I mean, yeah, I'm but- not trying to defend it. It's it's look, dude, they have too uh, much I, tech. They had too dude, much tech, dude. Dude, Jeff, David Goyer is a damn mess. He's a mess. The man <laughs> is a mess. And I, I did like one time somebody asked me who's the best Superman villain ever, and I said David Goyer he, easily. He just he's ter- he's terrible. Like, I, I don't understand where he gets these ideas. The stuff, like you said, in the stuff with the ships and the ice and everything, they've been to them being here prior to the story happening annoys me. I'm like They've been I, to Earth. I, I, I was I, cool I, with that. I, like I don't that. like that it. Explain, don't, I don't no, like but it. you want to know what? But that explains why they picked Earth because they had a knowledge sure. of Earth. You know That's that. Worked. I, I was totally cool with that. What I wasn't cool with is that you know, um, what's her face? Um, uh, what's the name of his mom? What's his mom's name? Uh, Jesus. It's. I think it's. I don't actually L, know. Whatever, Mama yeah. L. Mama yeah. L. Laura. Laura, right? Yeah, Laura, Laurel, you're right. Laurel, it's Laurel. Um, Laura, the, the computer's like, "Do you want to leave?" And she's like, "No, I must be chained to my planet. I can't go where he's going." It's like, "Yeah, you can." You no, dummy. it's it's. There's know. questions of like why I don't understand why the ships that they show up to like his lab, and I'm like, "Can those ships go to space?" Like, what what's happening? Fuck? Yeah, right. It they don't tell us anything, but what it comes down to is. The only reason I think I dig it is texture. It's the, you know, like if you, I don't know if you like ever heard this. You mean the production design? Yeah. So yeah, there, cool. there, there's that's a great cool. film. There's a great film critic named Film Crit Hawk. If you've ever read his, read his stuff, okay. Uh, I have not, but he, okay. He 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 wrote this great uh, piece about uh, I think it was uh, Infinity War. Okay. Where he talked about texture versus text. And hmm. how like sometimes he'll be totally sold on the texture of something, but yeah, well, when he thinks about it for five seconds, it's just basically doesn't... Tim Burton, which is style <laughs> over substance. Sure, and I mean Zack Snyder right? is yes, I mean Zack Snyder is the epitome of style over substance, and a lot of people don't really care about style. I kind of do. Me too. I love I love style. The tech that I think Man of Steel has one of the most 
beautiful soundscapes and scores I've ever seen in a movie. Like it is absolutely gorgeous. That whole Krypton scene is so beautifully rendered and like well, the texture of everything is so just real and tactile. I, I mean, listen, it's, does it matter? It doesn't make any sense. You know, I, I get, I get what you're saying. I was coming, but for, for, I was firmly rooted in the mechanics of, of why, of I agree why they couldn't. And I, I also feel that way about texture, but for me personally, I did mm-hmm. not like the visual choice. I did not like the textural choices for Krypton. We mm-hmm. got to see, basically we got to see more of Krypton than we've ever seen in live action stuff, except for the series, which I have not seen. I actually didn't even watch that. that. I didn't watch that. Cause uh, I didn't, I don't really care about Krypton as much as you might think. Like I like Superman. I don't care about Krypton. And also when I saw the Lobo design, I was like, please, I haven't like, seen any of that I, stuff. Lobo's I like my second favorite comic book character Lobo. ever. Did right, you read Lobo. Batman versus Lobo? Oh Batman yeah, yeah, Lobo? yeah, great yeah. one shot. I um, just like whenever they cat, whenever they touch Lobo, it's always like, ugh. Yeah, they always <laughs> mess him up. You're really they messing him up. Except, except for the animated series where they had yeah, yeah. perfect. Yeah, yeah I'm talking shoot. live action. I did not right. in the animated series. Right. Yeah, um, and the para- paramilitary Christmas specials. Okay. Uh, low budget. Oh yeah, I've seen yeah. that. I've seen yeah, that. Yeah. That's it's great. Right. Who plays who plays him in that? I forget, but it's it's like a it's like a wrestler or something. He's huge. No, there's who's somebody is Thomas Jane. Somebody's in that that just does a really great job. Uh, I, I think that's I don't know. I can look Whatever. it up. They nailed, they nailed it. They nailed it in that. that yeah, with a budget, that, that guy could be great. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, agree. That, yeah, that was like twenty years ago though. So who knows? In any case, in any yeah. case. The point is Krypton. I it, it, and again, this is a personal taste thing. This is not. Mm-hmm. This is just a personal taste thing, it, and 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 leads me to not like the Krypton stuff. The other thing too that Jarell dies at the hand of Zod. I was cool with that, mm-hmm. but he dies before the planet blows up, leaving Laurel by herself to send him off. I'm like, what the fuck is this shit? They're supposed it's, to be. They're supposed to send him off together. That was yeah. terrible. It's pretty Terrible. upsetting. Like oh I said, God. now, 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 with shades of what I said before, Zack Snyder has this whole like you know how he is. He is such a an interestingly weird lunkhead of an MMA fighter, nice guy that I've ever seen in the history of cinema. But like, he once again takes the father out of the equation. The mother's the only one there to do the bidding. This right. is a fatherless Superman, even from day one. The father, right. the, the father only earned. He like it's like the father is like a, a figure that is never is always distant and is only there to give the mechanics. Of, you know, of, that's of also life. Three hundred. That's in three hundred. Yeah, no, it is in three hundred. Oh. And something it's also that he's... in Dawn of the Dead a little bit too. Mm-hmm. A little bit too. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, maybe Zack Snyder has some daddy issues that I think none of us have really. D- delved into but uh, i mean i mean jarell does come back in this movie and i actually really love russell crowe yeah. in in this movie i think his performance is his performance is really good he's great but there's still like a coldness to fathers to him as a father even now you know he's like telling his son like he's like mr no in, in, you know in artificial intelligence he's just giving him information and he's kind of giving him a mission but also it's like he's he's still a cold computer it's just not there's nothing right. warm. There's no warmth in Zack Snyder's movies. Well, and you can him argue. to do Superman. They're just it's not there. 
I would argue that he is the scanned, uploaded personality conscience into a computer. And therefore, if you wanted to give an excuse as to why there is no warmth, it's because he's. Oh, no, I agree. It's the ghost of the father. It's a ghost. Lacking the lacking the um the, not the human element but the the paternal element the loving which, paternal element to which be fair sense. is in richard donner superman that's that's the same essential mm-hmm. thing it's the same thing but yeah. in something like that you still have the kents right you, you don't you don't lose that element so and and to yeah. go back to that scene at the end what i saw when i watched that scene where he's wearing the cape and yada, and destined for greatness and he's looking at his son <laughs> when he's wearing me, when he's wearing the underpants that like here yeah. here clark here's the stuff i wore under my clothes nobody explains that <laughs> yeah um why is he, why is it underpants <laughs> i don't know i don't know yeah but um he I just saw that, like, to me, that was, like, America. That was, like, America propaganda barf. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Like, made me kind of sick, actually. Like, yeah, yeah good old-fashioned Americana. <laughs> Superman is as American as apple pie. That's what I yeah. always have seen on the surface. But now I want to go back to that scene and look at the fear that you said was there and see if that's there. Cause you know what? It is a very, in, in, a, in fact, because he's not such a sacred cow to me, but because I want to see someone dissect Superman in a way that makes him more interested in me, uh, interesting for me personally, in my personal yeah. opinion, that that almost actually, I, I kind of dig that. I love this you idea know, I, that, he's, that he's afraid of him. The, it doesn't jive Superman, with him dying, but Superman Pro, I, in my opinion, Superman properly done is Superman has a flat arc. You know, the world changes. Superman doesn't, but it challenges him. That's what a great yeah. Superman story usually does. Interesting. That is not what Man of Steel is. That is not why. Dis, that's not why I criticize it though as much anymore. Now I actually like kind of like the movie, and I forgive it for being a different version of a thing I love. But like you said, there is a lot of stuff in it where I'm just like. What? Why? Unforgivable. Like, there are unforgivable things. I, I still, to this day, I still can't. I've seen it like, you know, 10 times probably, and I can't figure out why there's an element of the sun gives him his powers, because that's definitely in the movie. But mm-hmm. then there's the atmosphere, weird ass shit, where I don't understand that. I'm like, what do you mean? <clears throat> sorry. Um, there's the whole at. Remember in the movie, there's like, they can't breathe our atmosphere. Oh, oh, and I, it's yeah, like yeah, yeah. it's really confusing, and and some of them the, like the self, the rules that they build of that, it doesn't make sense. And I'm like, I why did they? You, I kind of dig that though, and I'll tell you why. That actually worked for me because, uh, well, I'll tell you why. Let me explain this. They're yeah. keeping instead of they're not talking about the red sun properties, and instead yeah. it's an atmosphere thing, and right. and the and and you're right, the atmosphere. Even with a yellow sun, the atmosphere, or maybe what they mean by atmosphere is also red sun rays. Maybe inside those helmets, they do have red well, sun it's not, rays. It's as not well. executed then. It's not executed properly then. It's not it's executed, executed properly. But no, they, okay, but they, it, it bothers me that it bothers me that Clark can lose his powers instantly. Yeah, it's instant. It's so instantly stupid. by being in a so different it, it being in a different atmosphere. I'm like, right. that doesn't seem like it makes sense. The no. sun gives him enough power; it should overcome any slight change in. A- he can breathe in like the core of the earth. He doesn't. 
Right. Who's breathing like, in outer space? It's just, it, I don't know. It was an element to it where I was just like, this doesn't need to be in the script. You could, you but could you know excise it. it. You know, it, get, it lets them it. wear really cool helmets. It lets them wear really cool helmets, but even more so, it 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 uh it makes it like they don't realize how powerful they are at first yeah, yeah, because they're know, so afraid. Yeah. They keep their helmets on, and to me, that I found that kind of interesting. That aspect of it, and uh, it kind of allowed me to overlook the what what you're talking about. Um, There's a right lot now. of that. Like it's it's not like that's not. I feel like that's not thought out as well as I'd like. I feel like the whole him having the codex thing within his body aspect yeah, of the oh story doesn't make any sense because and I'm it, like it gets lost. It, it gets, gets lost, lost completely too. and Clark doesn't seem to care that much about it and I don't know if he's I don't know how I'm supposed to feel how Clark feels about yeah. him having that DNA within him. You know Cuz in is, the though? end it's just like I got to kill him whatever. You know it but you want to know what it is? It's yeah. that he literally, in the same way that he represents, like, or that he, he, it, he is um, the best of humanity. Yeah. He also kind of is like, not only does he represent the last of his race, but he kind of like is his race. Like all of his race is within him right now, and it's kind of interesting. And theoretically, if but- you were to find another one of those ships those colonized ships, if he were to travel outside, if he like, if Brainiac came later and he got the technology to do the, the travel thing and he went to a, another Kryptonian birthing matrix, theoretically he could repopulate the Kryptonian. Yeah, race it's it's not time. impossible that one of those things exists on another planet too. What, like when Zod says well, it, I was like, when, when Zod said that, I was like, is there like these things all over space? Like why is, yeah, why this is the last hope? But yeah. I was going to say like, another thing is, you know how like, uh, Zack Snyder, he's like they can also fuck, you know, like they could just they could, have they sex. Could fuck, <laughs> yeah. But Zack Snyder has admitted that he's really big into Ayn Rand. He's he's very he wanted to make a movie out of the Fountainhead, which now isn't going to happen. But there's a lot of those themes and stuff that he does. Like in this instance, you made a Superman movie where the end choices he has to decide between his entire race continuing or humanity. Yeah, something has to die. It's now, I'm not saying it's a bad story element, but I'm saying, do you understand? It's the difference in tone here where Superman has to basically be like, well, my uh, my actual heritage needs to be slaughtered for they me had to continue. Chance. They had a chance. But I, it, it, but like, it's like dripping with fucking just, I don't yeah. know, drama. You know, and just, no, You know what it is, though? No, death. it's stakes. You're, that's, that, I understand I, the way you're looking at it. You're looking at it, it from one way. Stakes can be had other ways. It's not like stakes can't come from other things. They could, but Snyder chose. (laughs) It's a very Zack Snyder choice. (laughs) Snyder made this decision. He decided, these are the stakes. I want you to know what what stakes Clark has. And Clark's stakes are the entirety of my race or the human race. And you know what's stupid? The dumbest thing about it is why not both? Why can't, like, clearly... You know, they're like all you got to do is give them the ship, let them go to the moon, or Isn't like that, you know, I, I feel what? like we're, we'll be talking about this very soon in the next segment. Yeah, because there's a lot of stuff about Zach's movies, and it, I would even include David Goyer. Is humans and characters don't seem to talk things out fucking ever. Just talk it out. Why? Like, does anyone want to just sit down and think about this for five seconds? <laughs> 
these are there. If I had a criticism, and I understand why a lot of people hate them, is they're lunkhead movies. Yeah. They're really lunkhead movies. They are they, kind they, of lunkheaded a little. They bit, go yeah. straight to these yeah. giant, like bombastic, you know, brutalizing, beefy, <laughs> beefy dude <laughs> fighting it out type of things. And it's like, like you said, why can't he just go, hey, dude? You want some of my blood? You can take the codex and the ship. Get out of here. Leave humanity alone. Like he can't just say that. Does he have to sit there and cry? Like, <laughs> can you just talk for five seconds? But I did love, even though it was just so over the top at the very yeah. end where he's holding Zod and Zod is like, I'm just going to kill everybody. And yeah, he's, yeah. he's confronted with this choice of taking a life, which I think up until that point, he hadn't really taken a life. Had he, did he kill other Kryptonians at that moment? I don't, think, I don't so. think anyone has died. No, no. So he, this is the first time that he takes a life and it's the life of the last Kryptonian right. and besides himself. And he just screams in frustration and that, you know, again, Snyder may cohesively as a whole, you know, have very flawed things, but he is definitely capable of, of cultivating these moments. And I would say, that is one of them. Uh, the last thing I want to talk about before we have to move on, because yeah, there's yeah. so much to discuss and <laughs> yeah, there's yeah. so little time. Uh, the last thing that that I want to say uh, uh, mention is the whole wandering Bruce Wayne, Batman Begins uh, thing that happens at the beginning of this movie, which is cool in the sense of like, okay, we're more humility lessons. We're learning how to have humility here. He's going to break a beer over his head. Don't don't show everybody what you can do. Just get him back later by fucking up his truck. You know, um, in a way that is so superhuman. It's like that didn't cause a stir. Like, yeah. Well, like, what did, what, what? Lois Lane. Lois Lane tracks him down because of that. I know, but dude, he he pushed like five telephone poles <laughs> through a Mack truck. I was like, number one, did I, even Superman. I'm like, how the hell did he do that without no one seeing? Did he? take it up into the atmosphere and do it. What the fuck happened here? It's just, it's so odd and it's petty. The pettiness bothers me. Petty, but then again, which is not I'm, a Superman trait. my sacred cow brain goes off with that. I'm like, God, it's so petty. Like any other time I'd be like, yeah, that he deserves like if Hancock did it fine. <laughs> like, it, you what know about what I mean? this, All right, Bob, yeah. Bob, what yeah, about yeah. this? What about this? How about he is not, but he's not, he's Superman, not Superman. Right? I know. He's still, and he's I'm willing to go that, he is Superman for like literally like three days in this movie. Right. And you want to know what's yeah. interesting? The thing that yeah. I do love about this movie, the thing that Zack Snyder does incredibly well, and even your your arch nemesis, uh, Goyer or whatever, I don't, uh, you know, <laughs> wait, Goyer, did Goyer have it? No, no, that's the other, that, that's, uh, Batman. he wrote, no, he wrote this. Oh, he wrote Man of Steel. Yeah, he um, wrote Man of Steel with, he, with Snyder. Yeah. No, the, 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 the count, the, 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 the lessons just over and over again of like, don't show them how strong you are. You need to resist because you can hurt these people. That I thought that it does that it, that stuff in the flashbacks works great. It's great. It's it's an aspect. Let me put it. Let me put it to you this way, Bob. As someone who's been who's read Superman for many 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 years, despite not being a big Superman fan, I've net. That's the first time I think that I was taking in Superman material and going, huh, never thought about it like that. Like that, the movie showed me that aspect of Superman. So there's right. got to be some. And there. to be fair, I think a lot of people feel, feel like that. Like 
I think the people that are are thirsting for the Snyder cut definitely relate to this Superman more than they ever have Superman in the past. And does that make me happy? Sort of, because maybe it'll make them kind of dig deeper later on. Like if Henry Cavill becomes a more traditional Superman, they'll run with that too. And maybe they'll see what I see at some point. You um, you just nailed it on the head. The reason why these scenes work so well is because they make Superman so relatable to mm-hmm. the audience because everybody, every one of us has been in that situation where we wanted to retaliate and maybe we did or maybe we didn't, whatever the case, but it's a very relatable situation. And you mm-hmm. could imagine like the idea that here's the most powerful being on the planet over and over again being tormented and showing the the fact that he's the strongest thing on the planet and doesn't show it with his strength, but shows it with his, again, it's the same thing as why Ringo Starr is such a great drummer. Why is Ringo Starr such a great drummer? Not because he's flashy, because he shows such restraint. His minimal. Well, I mean, now that's that's like Superman. I love what you're talking about. That's why yeah. I love Superman. I, yeah. It's it's if you well, ever watch there. That's remember the, there's this. If you go on YouTube and look up Superman cardboard speech, it's yeah. from, there's an episode of Justice League Unlimited, I believe, where Superman oh, gives this speech. Series. Great series where he gives it where he stops uh, Mongol from beating up Batman, and then he's yeah. like, and he like gives this speech about how he hates how the entire world is him restraining himself. And then he mm. goes, but you, and then he goes, but you can this. take it, can't you? And then he slugs him across yes. the entire, yeah. like Yes. Oh my God. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Phenomenal. Wow. Really great Phenomenal moment. moment. And I do remember right. that. And, yeah. And, yeah. And it's not something that you don't get. Exp- it, it was just a good yeah. description of like Superman is always holding himself back. Like even when right. he gets, even when he gets hit and knocked over, like it's cause he's actually suppressing himself 24 seven. Right, he's never actually letting it out. Mongol, right? Yeah, it's a great moment. Right, great moment. Um, All right, we're moving on to Batman versus Superman, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna initiate. I'll initiate this. Please do. um, Right off the bat, I'm just gonna talk about. uh, uh, I'm gonna say like a a bunch of things, and then we'll we'll address them. Okay, go for it. Go for it. Run through it real quick. Otherwise, we'll just. Okay, number one, (laughs) I love the way I love the way this movie starts with the the climax of the of man of steel it is phenomenal not only is it phenomenal but it's starting from a pov from the ground from from bruce wayne's perspective bruce wayne is rushing into danger which is such a bruce wayne thing to do i'm not interrupting I just go want ahead, to say, from all the criticisms that Man of Steel took for how much city destruction there is, it was yeah. a genius move to use that as the catalyst. Yes, go yes. I, yeah, I, I didn't want to yes. interrupt, but I, I mean, that is that I'll give no, him no, no, that please. credit. In- that credit was that, is a, like that. that was great. a good that was because all of us had that criticism like, there is all this is like 43 9 11s happening, but then right. again, you're like, oh, so Batman's gonna hate Superman because of what we just saw. Which okay. is so, which, which yeah. again, to, and then to piggyback on what you just said about, about that, because in our last discussion, you're like, why do they have to fight? Why can't they just be friends? And this is why, Bob, they can't be friends, or at least they well, can't be friends Well, I'm just asking why yet. did Zack Snyder Superman ever have to happen? What I'm, <laughs> I'm just yeah, like, but, could it all just not have happened? All right, fine. <laughs> but um, I love, this was such a great, you know, again, 
like, you know, what drives a character to do the things that they do. And like, I, I know as an avid moviegoer for me, and I know you're an av- avid moviegoer as well. Mm-hmm. Like, for I don't know, there isn't it isn't when we watch movies. Mm-hmm. I feel like I could speak on your behalf, and you tell me if I'm wrong. <laughs> I'll tell I'm you if you're, if you're not driving. Oh, yeah, yeah. But how many times are you watching something and you just go, Mm-mm, "No, not earned, not convinced." Oh, sure. No, it, it's not. It's this is not strong enough of a reason for this character to do this thing. You have not convinced me. And right off the bat, they give you they give Batman the greatest purpose and greatest drive to confront. A, a god and up until this that. moment i am 100 with you on the drive and the motivation okay cool the and- movie from this point on is where <laughs> i this has nothing to do with fandom of the characters if i may the problem my problems with bvs stop being about my allegiance to the source material and start being about what the fuck are you doing you know, like this movie is a mess in, in a lot of ways. And I've, so I've watched this movie a lot and there's a lot of stuff about it. I actually really like, but man, when I, when you open the fucking chest, it's just, there's some just rot in there that I can't get rid of. All right. Well, for, before we get yeah, to but that, go ahead, go ahead. You, yeah. you can, you pick out all the rot. I, look, this is yeah, how yeah. we're going to do this. I'm going to be Mr. Sunshine and you're going to be Mr. Uh, Rain Clouds. Okay. That's what we're going to do here. You know, but I, I do like stuff about it. I know, I, I know, yeah, but, yeah. but that's, that's what we're going to, that's how we're going to tackle this. So I love, I love seeing that. I love seeing Bruce um, uh, uh, witness the human cost right off the bat and help us to and feel witness something he's never seen or, or ever. Right. He's right. we're seeing we're seeing Batman witness superpowers for the very first time. Right. At least at that level. Because and he's, he's scared. Batman. And he's, he's scared. Been Batman. Yeah. That's the key too. Yeah. is, first of all, two things. One, he's been Batman for a long time, but he's clearly never dealt with global threats. And that's the thing about that's something else that needs to be briefly explored in this idea of, you know, when Batman absolutely deals with global threats and even universe threats. And he has. But generally, mm-hmm. Batman is actually not even a world character. He can be, but he's a city. He, he is still, he he is still a, a man. Level. He's he's still yeah. a man, and he and operates on a city this, level. According to what we have, the information available to us, this Batman has been basically relegated to Gotham. Right, right. Uh, but that, for, from everything but for we know, years. But yeah. for twenty years or something, he's been Batman. He's been Batman for a long time. But he's probably been beaten up like you know mafia guys. Right. That's well, well what he's no, been no, doing. no, no. He's faced off against the Joker. He's faced off against. Um, but not superpowers is what I'm saying. No, he pro- well, he probably is faced off against his rogues. So whatever powers his rogues have, I'm going to say that at a Gotham level, and that includes like Killer Croc or Clayface or any of those guys. I'll, I'll I'm going to throw them all in there. And if say, Suicide, if Suicide Squad is canon, sure, yeah, of course it, it is so canon because he's, Batman he's in, is in it. it. He's, he's in, in it, it. So it has oh, yeah. to be canon. So, so but right off Superman that, level stuff has never come into play. Right, right, and 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 yeah. that gets further explored through the idea of the metahuman project, where we're starting to see these beings slowly rise. So, Batman has always kind of existed in a very human world. You mean the, know, the, fi- the files the file. on the computer that somebody <laughs> took the time to design the logos for some yes. reason? Yes, yeah, yes. okay. It's um, such a weird thing that it's a stupid complaint, but. 
who designed those logos? Listen, <laughs> if I can complain about about Krypton not being able to get off Krypton, then you can complain about that. The I logo will, design, the illustrator yeah, that I'll, works for Wade Enterprises. Sure. I'll give you that one, Bob. I'm going to give you that one. <laughs> so, so uh, first of all, I love everything about this Batman. I know he's a Punisher Batman. You're right, he is. But he, I love I, Batfleck is cool. He's super I, cool, and you want to know something? He's a good choice. Yeah, you want to know something? The, the Punisher aspect is a Frank Miller aspect of Batman that is c- part of his core makeup, and therefore I, I'm not a fan, but I agree. I can't deny yeah. that I'm not it, a it fan is. of it's Frank there. Miller. Obviously, as a Superman fan, I'm not a fan of Frank Miller. I never really have. Been. Oh, of course you're not, because no, if you're I, a fan. You can't be. It's impossible no, for you to be a Superman fan and a fan of Frank Miller. Impossible. Frank Miller viewed Superman as some kind of tool of the government where I was like, right. that's not what he is. Right. And which I, I love. I love that about I do t- I get I do too. I just wish it wasn't him. I, I like I don't hate it. It's just but, but breaking my boy. In the original, in the original Dark Knight Returns, without all the extra stuff that would come later, mm-hmm. in the original Dark Knight Returns. Superman is actually a pretty good dude besides being a government puppet. Yeah, he's yeah. also like he's still at the core he is a really good guy despite it's some of the things still he's done. a seminal comic. I'm not taking anything away from right, it. Right, right. Okay, okay. Uh, I'm not it's so, it's well written. It's a it's a masterpiece whatever. Right, right, right. <laughs> I love how he says I, it with yeah, his yeah, eyes. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's masterpiece. a masterpiece. Fine. Yeah, I'll, I'll, yeah, right. Yeah, um, it is. And that animated adaptation of it is, but that's a story I for the day. Oh yes, my god, you have to. Well, you won't. Because I will say this is that easily Ben Affleck has the best look. Oh, I, think. I okay. like it. it his I his actual suit. Yeah, the actual great. look of Batman. Suit is it, great. He's not my favorite Batman by far, but he is. He looks that suit, and even his even his regular car. I'm like. It all is what I want. I still prefer the Burton mobile, but I was like, dude, his fuck. He looks like the Dark Knight from Dark Knight. Well, I like. No, it's I awesome thought it was looking. a little too. It's too tumblery. I like the Burton mobile is the best Batmobile. It's just easily, easily. Easily. Anyone who says otherwise is wrong. Is the best looking <laughs> Batman besides Batfleck is phenomenal. I'm talking suits. I'm talking suits. Right. If we're talking suits, though, besides him, I'm also going to give it to Val Kilmer. I think Val Kilmer is just <laughs> it always comes back to Batman man. forever. Batman forever, baby. But um, but I'd rather I'd rather Batman not be able to turn his head and look good than Batman look like right. uh, Christopher Nolan's. Right, right. But he looks I, terrible. Yes, but um, <laughs> Batfleck, Batfleck. For all intents and purposes, this is the young version or one of uh, 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 an iteration of the Frank Miller. Dark Knight, and here's the word I want to use to describe Batfleck. He is thick, but you know when I say thick, he is spell. It's T H C C. He is <laughs> thick, bro. He no, is. It's, th- I, so <laughs> I was, I was. He's well, thick, dude. <laughs> thick, right. No, I got you. I totally, get, I agree. I love I, it, but I love I was, it. I watched BVS like I finished it not long before we started recording. Yeah, and. Well, the one thing that always strikes me is how much I enjoy Ben Affleck as Batman, but how mm-hmm. much I hate everything about Batman in this movie. Like, yes, he's the Punisher, but outside of that, he is kind of stupid, and he doesn't do much. He's not a genius in this movie. The And I'll tell you, Jeff, listen to me. 
there is a montage where Alfred right. is doing a bunch of smart things. Yeah, Alfred does a lot of stuff. And I love what this is Alfred. The, Jeremy Alfred's Irons, great. Alfred. But hold on. Unbelievable. Juxtaposition. Yeah. Yes. Alfred is doing a bunch of smart Batman-y shit. Yeah. And what is Ben Affleck doing to prepare? He's going to the gym and getting a pump on. It's like... <laughs> no, I'm he's not. He's it. synthesizing. No, he's synthesizing kryptonite, too. He's like... Hmm, no, that's, this- Jeff- that's Jeremy Irons doing that. No, doesn't he do it too? No, nope, he doesn't. Nope, he's nope. Filling, he, no, Jeff, he's filling the canisters. Jeff, he is working out. He's lifting tires. He's pulling ropes. He is just a buff dude in complete mental agony over, I've got to kill Superman. And I'm like, the whole no. time, I'm like, there's nothing clever about this. At no point is Batman ahead of the audience. He's Batman. He was duped. I will agree. He's not ahead of the audience in this movie. He I was so duped. There, there. Like, like they're, he's just. I can't believe how easy Lex Luthor wins here. He manipulated Batman. He does manipulate <laughs> Batman, uh, just, which it's is just so too easy. Like it's no, it's very. Un- Batman is a chess player that is always a thousand moves ahead. That's what makes yes. him better than Superman. In that he has to think a thousand moves ahead if he's going to even try like, and survive superman yes you know what i mean i I would agree that superman can be manipulated way easier even though i think i think it's extremely stupid there's magic well there's not though it's extremely stupid to have a scene where he brings superman to him by pushing lois off a roof and superman heard her from like how far away was he and he grabbed (laughs) her but then he's like i have your mother and she's in the same city as you not protected by lead and for some reason, he can't hear her. Or th- I'm like, this is come on, this is dumb. This movie isn't is idiotic. Listen, there are. I want to say, I'm going to say, this <laughs> you is know, I'm right there. Come on, well, hold on a second. You, yes, <laughs> yeah. you are right. Yes, you are yeah. right. Here's what I'm going to say right off the bat. Right off the bat, yeah. Batman versus Superman, where 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 Man of Steel has all this wonderful plot, mm-hmm. you know. And yeah. again, listen. Oh fuck plot! Who needs plot? Give me character. We want both, especially in a in a in a. In a it's nice to have both, but characters want to have both, especially if it's one of these intricate movies. It's not. This is not a Joel Schumacher movie. It's not just simply <laughs> Gotham. You know, it's uh, too serious to forgive off. it. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, yeah. You have there's too many there's too many things going on. You need to have some plot for this all to work and. Batman versus Superman's plot is really, I mean, they're juggling so much stuff and it just, some, some of it just comes out of left field. Some of it's very interesting. Some of it is, uh, here's my, here's, I want to talk about Lex Luthor for a minute. Let's get to that. Yes. Let's talk about Lex. This is the worst Lex Luthor (laughs) ever. (laughs) He's pretty bad. Yeah. I mean, he's like a, like I get what they're trying to do, but it didn't. I, big swings are nice. Don't get me wrong. I well, appreciate a big Jesse, swing. Jesse Eisenberg swings so with all of his heart, and I can respect him missed. for swinging with all he his missed. heart. But yeah, but he it's missed. not his fault. I don't. I'm not it's mad not at fault. him, but he missed. He missed. But this quirky sort of like finicky, like just you know, <laughs> Lex Luthor. <laughs> you know, like, he's basically like, yeah, he owns Facebook, Lex Luthor. That's who he is. He, he right? literally is like he's Zuckerberg. He's literally Zuckerberg, like right, with right. long hair. And it's so unbecoming of a good yeah. Lex Luthor. You know who would play an interesting Lex Luthor would have been um, the dude who from Mandalorian and Breaking Bad. Um, 
uh, uh, Giancarlo, whatever his face is. Oh, John Gina, Gina Carl Esposito. Would love to see him. He'd as be like amazing. Yes, and would, would also love down. to see him as Doctor Doom. But that's another story. Another I've heard that float around. That would be a great Doctor Doom. Dude, but, that's incredible. Right? Wouldn't that be something yes. else? Yes, Doctor Doom. He's the perfect Doctor Doom. Down, but, but that's down. not. That's a, but he couldn't be the Doctor Doom who. Now we're not talking about BBS. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, yeah. this Lex Luthor is so problematic for so many reasons. And again, he's fun. He's fun to watch, but not as Lex Luthor. It's like, you get, no. keep in mind, wait, that's supposed to be Lex Luthor. You go, Oh my God, oh, this God, is not yeah. fun as Lex Luthor. And again, as we've learned from the Burton verse and everything else, you can have a really, really delicious villain uh, driving your movie, which will bring me back for rewatches just to watch the villain be bad. As as great example, Martin Scorsese's Gangs of New York has endless rewatch value for how great Bill the Butcher is. You can I can sit there and just marinate and Bill. I will watch every minute of of Cameron Diaz stealing. <laughs> Shop uh, stealing from 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 rich people's houses. If I could just see DDL being Bill the Butcher, and, and you know, and, and, and that's traditionally the role in those movies. That's always I think people gravitate towards is the Lex Luthor. Right. I mean, before Spacey was outed as a piece of shit, I actually like him in that movie. I he's think he's a, a oh, good, he's great. You don't even he's have a to great choice. Him. We know that Spacey's a piece. He's of a shit, piece of but shit. It's, it's not. It's not even. It's it's irrelevant to the fact that he's a good Lex Luthor and he was he great is, in that yeah. movie. And it doesn't matter that he is a piece of shit for I mean, the fact think, that in that small, movie he's good. He is think good. of Smallville. I mean, Michael Rosenbaum was a great I Lex never Luthor. watched it, dude. Oh, I never mind. Well, he's he was a great Lex Luthor. He just well, he was a truly great one. John uh, Cryer is a great Lex Luthor now in television. Jeffrey, what's his name? Uh, uh Clancy, uh, whatever. Clancy face. Brown is an incredible Lex Luthor. That's the yes. voice of Lex Luthor. The Kurgan me. man, oh, the Kurgan. Yeah, yeah. He, that will always be the just the way that Hamill's Joker is the Joker that I hear. Yeah, yeah. And no, Kevin Conroy is yeah. Batman. Clancy Brown That's, is. Yeah. Lex Luthor. I mean the, the the voice casting in those cartoons is is just perfect. It's and that's Superman to me. A- endless. Kevin Connor? That, oh yeah. No, yeah. no 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 no. Uh, who plays Superman is Tim. Oh Tim Daly. Sorry sorry Tim yeah. Daly. That's he is. Oh my God. He is he is just a phenomenal Superman. They just they nailed that that. No they when I hear his so voice well. I'm like that Superman sounds like Tim Daly. When you read the comics that's what you hear. Superman um, the animated series will be released on HBO Max the day before oh, the sign of so happy. I think it's just as good as as ba- Batman the Animated Series is perfect. No, no, I'm not even arguing. But I think Superman the Animated Series Raven is, the Bold is, is good amazing. Too. Raven the Bold is cool. Yeah, yeah. Raven the Bold is cool. But, but, I, but I, personally, I personally think Superman the Animated Series deserves a little bit more love than it ever got. But it's yes, it's really good. And the Justice League, as you said, that whole Justice League, that project oh, yeah, that's, Batman. That's, that's, that's awesome, where, man. Project Batman, where it turns out that that retroactively that bruce wayne is the father of terry mcginnis is like yeah. oh like awesome the, i call it i guess you call it the paul dini verse right that's the paul that's the dini verse the dini verse where hardly yeah, man, born. like it's just it, it, it all that stuff is great but with batman versus superman getting down they they try this is what Zack snyder's ultimately doing he's like look i'm gonna redo the big fight from the dark knight returns it's going to be the centerpiece of my movie. It's going to be super friggin' awesome. Here's the plot mechanics that work really well. They're very 
Batman versus this is what Batman versus Superman does extraordinarily well. It's economical with the Man of Steel. It takes these elements from the Man of Steel, the, the whatever's left over, and repurposes them in ways that really help Batman versus Robin, uh, Batman versus Superman. One, what we already mentioned, uh, seeing the Kryptonian fight from the ground level and seeing the human caught toll on it. Yeah, I agree. And I agree two, with that part. And two, reusing General Zod's body to create Doomsday. I thought, no, that, great. I'm, I'm fine with that aspect. Of I'm it. like that. What a and using the Kryptonian birthing matrix from the first. I'm going. This is good. Like these are really it's, good. There's there's choices. stuff where you're like the thing about Snyder is there's moments where you're like, oh shit, he thought this out for a moment, and then yeah. I think about something else, and I'm like, he didn't think this out. Because here's the thing. <laughs> you know? Here's the thing. And again, you know what I'm talking about? The broad strokes are great, and the broad strokes broad are, strokes are there. They're definitely are, we're gonna there. center the whole film on the Batman versus Superman fight, but we need a button. What could be better than Batman versus Superman? Let's bring in Doomsday. And then they have a threat that causes them to team up. However, what falters with the movie happens on two levels. The first level is initially the Marfa thing, which this time around, you're going to hate me for this. No, no, it works a little better after a few rewatches. It does. I I admit it. I I was totally okay with it. I don't know why I was upset. I don't know why anybody's upset. You know what it is? You know what it is? I think it might be the ultimate edition. Because in okay. the Ultimate Edition, I know I can't prove this because I don't remember the theatrical cut. I've I don't only remember watched, either. I, I've only watched the Ultimate Edition in the last like five years. Okay, so I've seen there's one there's there's an editing there's an edit where they show the grave of Martha uh, Wayne, and right like they smack me, you they smack they, you they, across they, the yeah they, like so there's that moment <laughs> where you're like. <laughs> Okay, so Batman is realizing that Superman has a humanity to him because just like him, he has a mother. And they happen to have the same. Like, there's like that one edit, because I believe I'm an editor. I believe in editing. That one edit, I think, actually makes the difference. Now, I can't I, remember if that's in the theatrical cut, but it doesn't, I don't think it was. The idea is a powerful idea. And it's, and I'll put it to, and I will say yeah. this. And this is the honest truth. Even though I thought it was stupid the first time I watched it. At the same time, in in all I've I've qualified how many times over these two episodes we've done, I've read a lot of Batman and I've read a I've read so, I've read some Superman I've read a ton of Batman I have never and that is comic <laughs> realized that, that they had the same name who remember that they both are Martha and so yeah. here is this element that is that is even to someone who reads comics very well and I'm sure there are people that might have read the comic and known that and made that that made them smack the forward going oh that's so stupid like uh, yeah but like it's stupid for me it's kind of a revelation going oh so this is how like it, it kind of works as a catalyst for caught for bruce to sort of put his uh uh let his guard down to or, or recognize the humanity in the thing that he thought was an alien threat right now wait now talking about this moment i'm staying on this moment yeah staying on the moment it's for me the fight that led up to it and this moment itself. The problem you could make this moment work. I think it's an execution problem that it didn't work for most people. Me and you, I think we're giving it more. We're forgiving. We're, we, we, we're giving we're it. We're forgiving it, and we're giving it more time. The fact right. that you even rewatched it once is more than I know that 
I have friends who will never watch another Zack Snyder movie ever again. They hate him so much. Fine. I'm not dogging on them. But what I'm saying is, is this movie is a movie where these two characters in the title do not speak to each other. They are very stunted individuals in that sense. And right. the fact that it's Batman that doesn't do his research and doesn't try to talk to this alien before trying to kill him. The fact that Superman only gives him one sentence of, hey, man, wait a second, before they start to beat the shit out of each other, means that when we work ourselves up to the moment, there has never been a dialogue between them that that, that could make the excuse for him stopping that spear. And I agree. Okay, hold on one, one second. I do agree with you there. And yes. this is what you were talking about when you were saying, when we were talking about why couldn't they just talk it out with the Kryptonians? <laughs> Work it out and not have to, you know, uh, have um, either or. Here is where I will defend the situation because, yes, I agree that Batman, one aspect of Batman is that he does all his research. He has to, he has to, uh, you know, think a thousand steps ahead. But the aspect we know does that. This version does not. Okay. What they're doing and what Snyder has made the choice to lean super heavy into the the other aspect of Batman. Batman is a sick guy, too. He There's a psychosis about Batman that Frank yes. Miller pushes to the extreme, and part of what he pushes to the extreme is, you know, what's interesting about Batman. Superman has humility. Batman is an egomaniac. Mm-hmm. He's egomaniacal in the sense that He's he's nothing but a man, but his ego is so crazy. And it's not like a bad ego. It's like a healthy no, yeah. ego. His ego is so – he's a superhuman. We talked there, about ha- him having a super will. He also has a super ego. And what it allows I, him to do is I, I literally am going to will all crime to leave Gotham City. Like I can't the, stand that the, crime. The, I, I think if anything, the thing I said to you on, our, on the last time we talked – on here when i said that he made batman the punisher and he made you know superman batman when he moved yeah. everything is right. that he does lean he does almost lean into like you said frank miller into satirizing these characters like he's kind of making fun like batman isn't really doing much detective work he isn't really building things alfred's doing all that he is just sort of sick he's Ben Affleck's Batman in this movie is like a murderous child who's like, this cannot happen. Can't you see what he's living that in a world very, of ifs? Dude, he's that a, is so, but that's, that is a core tenet of Batman. That's not just in Frank Miller's Batman. It is all over. And that but, is part okay, of what more makes so than, Batman Batman. More so than any Batman we've ever seen, at least on screen. How's that? This I, is a, this is a Batman. He's like in a murderous rage where he's going past thinking about no, you you uh, let me correct you i don't think it's or let me let me counter that i don't think it's a murderous rage what it is is it speaks to this idea of batman recognizing his limits as a human being and going i will i'm going to take on a god and no i i, I agree I'm, I'm not disagreeing with that too i also you know what i mean like he he's he, he actually thinks he's actually egotistical enough to think he could stop superman and alfred right. in this movie to be fair is like you can't do this. Even with the kryptonite, you can't do this. 
Right. You're and not- he's got to prove he's got to prove it that he can because at the end of the day, and it's my favorite. It's <laughs> it's your least favorite. It's my most favorite. Where he says. He says, Clark, I just want you to rent. And that's the beauty about Frank Miller. I feel like that's like the first time that really happened where yeah, they yeah. didn't even they didn't even go by their superhero names. They called themselves by their Bruce and Clark. And, right. and he says, Clark, I want you to remember this moment in all your years to come. I want you to remember when I had my uh, my foot at or my hand at your throat, blah, blah, blah. And then right at that moment. And again, this speaks to what is missing in Batman versus Superman. The fact that Batman fakes his own death um, and Superman does pick up on his heartbeat. But uh, at the time, he thinks that Batman just dies right then and there. And it's but just look, listen to what yeah. you're saying in that scene in, the, in that comic book. It's so personal. It's very what, personal. What we're watching in this personal. movie is two strangers fighting that have no context. And they've been driven this way by an uh, by Willy Wonka. You know, you know that personality. Like, no, no, no. I'm going to correct you one more time. Not correct you. Sorry, I keep, I'm sorry. I keep saying that. I, I, I'm going to counter fine. that. I'm yeah. going to counter that. Yeah, I know, but it comes off like I don't really mean that in like a. It's okay. Way. I I have a uh, I have a tendency to say go ahead, and it sounds really rude. Stephen Stahl. I don't think that really. Your frequent your frequent collaborator on here, Stephen Stahl, has yelled at me on his own podcast really? about saying that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that I, I admit me at all. No, I admit I do it, and I try not to. <laughs> it comes off. Really you can rude. I don't say mean it. it. Go ahead. You can do it all you want. <laughs> I don't mind. <laughs> okay. I don't want to be rude to anybody, but it just Stay happens on! naturally. Yeah. Um, no, no, no. I what I want to say, and again, maybe it's just I'm so passionate about the stuff that I like have to get it out, which is why I'm like crawling no, all ahead. over you to get this out. Yeah. Um, uh, no, it is there, Bob. It is there, but it comes in the form. Uh, you said, oh, about the personal thing. You said mm. these guys are strangers. It is. It's still personal. It's personal because of the human toll at the beginning. It's personal because of what happened to the mom inside the building that orphan that made the little girl lose her mother in the same way that he lost his parents. It is personal for Batman, even though that they've yeah, never met. Projecting, I that feel like you, do, Superman, wrong. I'm trying to. I'm complimenting you by saying you're willing to do all those thought those thought exercises to get. Because I know the character. Yeah, I think you're willing to do those thought exercises, but I don't think an a, a, an average viewer is getting that gotcha. from what you're. And that's an, like that's fine that you're getting that. I could probably dig and find that too, but I don't think the average person gets that from those scenes. I think that is an execution probably problem. Not. You know what I mean? And you, as you know, just as much as I do, filmmaking. If you're trying to elicit a a response from a certain group, that's. I mean, this is a major movie. And I think to some degree, this is the auteur problem. This is the auteur problem, is that he is an auteur filmmaker, and Zack Snyder very likely could be saying the thing that you're saying, but it's not being conveyed like a four-quadrant movie should probably do it. Right. Ten-pole, four-quadrant, gotta hit all these demographics, yada, yada. It's just not there. It's just not there for that that audience. For the sake of time, I want to move on. Let's move on now to... Um, then they start, they start peppering. They want us to know about all the other metahumans. Then we meet wonder woman and she comes in and it's sort of like, it's like all over the place and messy, but what it does, it's is fun. It sets up, yeah. It's fun, mm-hmm. which again, I, cause that's at the end of the day. And we talked about this last week that even if the plot isn't working, mm-hmm. it's super fun to watch the, the tr- Holy Trinity, Tr- the Holy Trinity. Batman, yeah. Yeah. 
Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman team up to fight Doomsday. Right. And yeah, Batman is like so totally it's above his pay grade, but he still does his little part by by using the little the little bomb to 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 get the kryptonite smoke in his in his face and yeah, yeah. does a little they give him a little moment to do his little thing where he has to like dodge and attack. And um, also like can we can we also acknowledge that Wonder Woman really holds her own here? Oh, she's awesome. She is so. I and love if you, her. You I watched. Her. I'm just. I'm not. I'm not talking about the other movies, but her power level at some point between 1984 and now needs to greatly increase. Yeah. Because the Wonder Woman in the first two movies could not hold off Doomsday like she does in this movie. She she learns a couple of things. She learns that, a couple of things here. She learns a couple of things, and she is awesome and it's She's so great. great and again you know they end the movie they end the movie it's like hey we're gonna do we're gonna do dark knight returns in the middle and then we're gonna finish it off with batman uh the death of superman and i'm going in my mind again from uh from from master stroke points i'm going mm-hmm. fucking great and then bring him back in do return of superman in justice league i'm like at least that's how i'm feeling at the time i'm going bravo you're you nailed and, it and I'm can cool i say this as you're feeling that in this moment what i would love to give the praise to this movie is for i think i'm gonna say most of my life 25 years the doomsday fight some people hate it some people love it in the comics you know but whenever superman's fighting a character like that that cannot fly the criticism is always um that guy weighs like a thousand pounds he can throw him into space Yeah. yeah and i'm like i'll give it this Zack snyder did it he had him punch Doomsday up into space yeah. because Doomsday can't fly. He can't propel, propel himself anywhere. No, he does fly. At the, eventually, he does fly, though. He doesn't fly in this movie. Yeah, he does. No, he doesn't. He explodes. No, 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 no. He flies. At one point, he starts flying. In the, yeah, I don't. Dude. I do not. I don't yeah, remember he's crypt- that. He's essentially, he's a crypt- He's a mutated he Kryptonian. No, he, he flies. I don't think he does. I re- all right. I gotta. We're gonna go back. We'll clarify this <laughs> afterwards. Either way, you, okay. Dude, he flies. He totally flies in this. Eventually, he flies. I I don't. Yeah, think, dude. I'm almost fl- positive he doesn't. I'm almost but positive he does. We'll, we'll, either we'll way, we'll he pun- he wasn't flying when he gets punched into space. Right. Right. No, he wasn't. And you know, like when the Superman is fighting the Hawk, all you got to do is throw the Hawk into space, and him throwing like two thousand pounds into space is literally no feat. Oh him. my god! And they did the nuke moment from Dark Knight Returns right. as well, which so I was awesome. like, I was like, oh, that's that, so good. The, like stuff like that. Like, yes, Zack Snyder is Zack Snyder, but I'm like, hell yeah, Superman taking Superman taking a nuclear weapon to the dick and living <laughs> is fucking incredible, you know. But that's just, so good. I mean, but it's just, and it's t- totally taken from, uh, yeah. you know, stopping the the Russians from from. Uh, causing World War Three or whatever, and he explodes, and you know he yeah. has to. Uh, the sun brings him, replenishes him, yada yada yada. Um, I'm all about that stuff. I mean, like I'll give the credit where credits due. Yeah, it's it's great, man. And they end the movie with you know they end this the movie with he's dead, but we know that he's not dead. Everybody knows he's not dead. Everyone knows, um, that, yeah. but they just want you to feel. They want you to feel something. They it's like you know it's like if you think about it. And here's the other thing that I really love. This movie, for anybody who remembers or was following this movie as it was being made, it started off as as Man of Steel 2. It was supposed to just be a Superman 2 movie. Then it became 
Superman versus Batman. Mm -hmm. Then it became, oh, we're going to put Wonder Woman in there. And slowly the movie organically grew into this, what essentially was a Trinity movie that would be a precursor to the Justice League. And in my mind, I'm going- Hence the title. Right, Dawn of Justice. And I'm going, yeah. I'm going, holy shit, this is what a brilliant idea. We're going to introduce you with Superman, Man of Steel. Then we're going to open up the world a little bit more. And then boom, here's your Justice League. And I'm going, they're doing the reverse, essentially, of what Marvel, Marvel did. Yeah. And as we can see, they, some people have criticized uh, DC, and I've done, made this criticism as well. They, they, they tried to reap all the rewards without earning them. Marvel earned that stuff by laying, they just, movie by movie, they laid down layer, that. Layer, type. layer, 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 layer. Yeah. So much so that you could introduce, you didn't need to have a single introduction in Avengers Endgame. There's not a person that was saying, what the fuck? Why is this person here? Because they knew that the core audience and the people that were following this thing, they're going to be like, oh yeah, it was just like a living comic book. And DC was going, they're just, they're trying to copy Marvel's homework and they're not, they're just. To be fair, to yeah. be fair, yeah, we all know that at one point, George Miller almost made a Justice League movie yeah. with no prior movies. Yes. So to be fair, the WB had that idea a long time ago. Do you know who would have been the Martian Manhunter? I don't remember. No. Toe Cutter from Mad Max was supposed that to be so good. Hugh, Hugh was going to be uh, it, the Martian thought, Manhunter. Wasn't it Army Hammer as Superman? I think that might have come after George Miller. When George Miller, after George Miller initially, what George George Miller was initially involved. And here's the other thing too with that. Yes, they had an idea to do a Justice League movie, but they had also had I I'm sure they had ideas to do Superman movies have League. such a development history. I know that just yeah. Superman himself. Right. I mean, like just to get him to screen has always been an insane prospect. Right. But you could yeah, like I know that there's been like a hundred Justice League movie pitches or whatever in the right. past and, I mean, 20 listen, years. They were trying to there were so many, I mean, same thing with Spider-Man. Spider there were lots of iterations. There was going to be yeah. a Tom Cruise. Iron Man in the 90s, and it never happened. You know what I mean? Like, there's just so many... So, it was so weird. Weird, but, I mean, at the time, that would have made sense. That would have been the move yeah, to yeah, go, yeah, yeah. go with, you know? Yeah. Um, and ultimately, you know, they 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 were a situation where they were... They're building... They were just... They were building this massive network, and, and here they're doing, okay, we're going to do this trilogy. One, two, three. And... In theory, and to get the guy who did Watchmen makes perfect sense because no matter what you want to say about Zack Snyder and this, we, we've been talking and criticizing and analyzing Zack Snyder, but at the end of the day, Zack Snyder set a precedent with Watchmen, which to this day, for in you know, brick for brick with Avengers Endgame, there I said it, that Watchmen movie as a singular work, think about that. Avengers Endgame is great because it's built on the back of 22 movies. Right. One of the reasons it's great. One of the reasons. It, it's wanna... unique. It's unique for that reason. Like right, nothing right. has ever done that before right. in that way. Now, yeah. now Zack Snyder did the Watchmen in a singular movie as a singular stroke. Watchmen. And, and I think we are two people that agree on that movie very much. 
Yes. There is a lot of people that very much do not like that movie. Which blows my mind. Which blows my mind for so I many I understand it, but I'm not one of those people. I get it, and they're entitled to that feeling, but I'm happy it exists like it does. Um, I, I, I hate to I hate to cinch this conversation, but yeah, I'm gonna, yeah, no we're beginning our final descent here. Yeah. And where this is a part of – I should have said this at the beginning of the episode. This is actually – part one of a two-part conversation, a conversation so big that we wanted to make sure, and it turned out we actually did pretty well for our time. With I think we did, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we did a good, we did a good job. Um, we probably could have endlessly poured over minutiae, but this we is six. We, we just talked about six hours of material, so yeah, yeah. yeah we yeah. just took the things that really, <laughs> the things that were left unsaid, were left unsaid because we thought they were pretty good and they didn't need to be. Yeah, they just uh, have nothing to say. Yeah, yeah. They just didn't need yeah. to be addressed so great. Uh, so 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 quickly. By the way, I loved. Uh, what's her name? Diane. Um, uh, who plays Martha? What's her name? Diane, uh, uh, Diane Hershey, but I don't know what her name Diane, is. Not Diane Keaton. Diane Lane. Yeah, was, Diane Lane. She's so good. She's so so good, perfect, man. She's I mean, I don't. Have, I like Kevin Costner as Pac Kent. Don't oh, get he me was wrong. Great too. He was it's great. It's not like the performance is bad. No, no, no. Kevin Costner was great casting. Yeah, him. he's not. That. The performance is bad. We're talking about story and character. We're not By talking way, about the performance. Wasn't in the original theatrical version of Batman versus Superman. That was added in, I think. No, no, I saw that in theaters. Oh, he was in theaters? I, again, that, the, the horse thing was in theaters. That horse conversation? Oh, yeah. 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 It's, um, it's weird. It's weird. And then and then the other part, too, the way – just in the way that they are economically trying to, like, dovetail – they're going they, – they, they used Man of Steel and weaved it into Dawn of Justice, these broad plot strokes, just doing great jobs with that. Then – they take it to the, another level by taking their weird Lex Luthor and they go, here's how Doom, uh, Dark Side. Dark Side comes into the picture because, wait, what happened? Oh, what? Oh, because of. Well, uh, Batman has the parademon dream. Right. No, but but that was just a dream. No, no, it wasn't a dream. That my, Oh, no, no. He sees Flash. Flash actually does come to him. No. Um, what is the thing that they uh, do and- where, where they hear him? They they hear Earth, uh, the uh, apocalypse. He says it at the end. He says they heard you. That was a bell. They heard what you did. They're coming. The demon. They're they're coming from the sky. That whole speech about how uh, uh, demons don't come from the earth. They no, come you're from right. the sky. Who, I can't remember who says it for some. There reason. was, but there was some. There was some action. It might have been. It was something at the end that was super cosmic that causes. Um, I think it was the death of Doomsday, like his actual release of power. Maybe, right? maybe, but it, it leads, you know, Batman, he's in the cell and he, and he, and he says, they're coming. He says they're coming. And it's a, it, 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 it sort of parallels the conversation of one if by air, two if by sea. He's like a weird little elf, like, like right, right. quirky little elf going, I'm Lex Luthor, you know, like, right. And, um, and also, how does he know this stuff? Uh, it doesn't matter. Oh no, he uh, it, it's explained. As a matter of fact, I didn't. Remember oh yeah, because he gives because the because he does the chamber. You see him talking to Steppenwolf. He's actually right. communi- Oh no, you know what it was. That's yeah. how they knew they they know that they're coming because of Lex Luthor. Lex Luthor accesses the information. The from information thing. Worlds. He learns about Dark Side mm. and Apocalypse, and that they're coming. 
and it sets it up for Justice League. I, and I'm, so, I'm excited to see those threads actually finished. Like, yeah, me not too. Not that I like it, everything I dis like. I'm I'm more about somebody completing their vision than I am if I like it or not. Right. I want to like the thing with the Flash show, uh, showing to Bruce Wayne and saying, you know, yeah. Lois is the key. That yeah. is not paid off in the theatrical version of Justice League. It's not. It's just not. Right. Is it but, going to be paid off? I don't think it's going to be paid off in the Snyder Cut either. I think that's... We'll see. We'll see. We don't know. It's four mm-hmm. hours. It could be. It could be, but I think that it might. they might touch on those themes again. Mm-hmm. But I, of course they would, because Snyder would be like, okay, now we're going to build it up a little bit more. Now we're going to build up a little bit more. Um, but that sounds like that's something that's probably going to pay off in Justice League 2 or Justice League 3 had it been made. Oh, had it been made. Oh, okay. had it been made, and we yeah. know uh, we know a little bit about those because of Kevin Smith. Kevin Smith was working yeah. on a movie with someone who was in the production office and saw some of those plot points on, you know, directly from Zack Snyder himself. Mm-hmm. So we kind of have an idea. I mean, they were going to go to Apocalypse in the second <laughs> and, movie, and Batman like, was going to have a baby with Lois. Yes, Batman was going to have a baby with Lois, and now. And you know this as well as I do. In Superman, Batman number one, the first story arc, which is Public Enemy, um, right. they do go to Apocalypse. At least this is like modern world's finest. God, that was uh, like canon. 15 years ago? Was that I know. Yeah. I know. That was Jeff Loeb wrote that. Jeff Loeb yeah, yeah. wrote that. And yeah. it was great. It was a great book. And those, man, those set, those six or seven collected trades are phenomenal of mm-hmm. Batman Superman stuff really sort of like doing they they very much like juxtaposing Batman versus Superman with you know thought bubbles and yada 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 but they go to apocalypse and Batman squares off toe to toe with dark side and gets beaten to a pulp but he doesn't die because he has a mother box protecting him and it is and and the best part about it is this to me is the best uh, surmization of Batman as a character where here he is facing off against a god on another planet and he basically says he, he using only his words, only his st- strategy, he says, look, I forget the exact gist. He says, I have here's my, I have this mother box and if you do XYZ, I think it had something to do with Clark. If you do XYZ, I'm going to detonate all of these bombs, which the bombs that create the hotspots on Apocalypse, I'm going to detonate all of them and you're going to be fucked. And Darkseid is actually outsmarted by Batman and goes, oh, you little, you fucker. He goes, so he lets, he lets Superman or whatever, he lets them go, but Mm. not before beating the shit out of Batman (laughs) wearing the mother box. And it's just, man, and you just think that maybe Zack Snyder might have like dabbled in a little of that. I think there's possibly we're going to see stuff like that. I would love that. I would love that. If I made if I made a Superman if I made a story about Superman and Batman, I would choose Emperor Joker. Uh that is a very, very fun, weird. That's where he gets the powers of Mr. Mixaplik, right? Yep. Yeah. 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 That's uh that's uh, one man. of the that, that actually made me cry at the end. I remember that like I literally physically cried at the end of that. I don't story. remember the ending, but it the was the ending is essentially Superman takes Batman is tortured for what he feels is a thousand years by crows uh-huh. ripping his flesh off. Yeah, constantly every day. Yeah, all yeah, day. yeah. I think I remember something like that. And yeah. then, so Superman actually takes his memories from him and and takes the pain on himself to save his friend. Uh, and he'll ne- yeah. and he'll never know, and he'll always have those memories. And it's like it's just a beautiful moment. And that, that 
is why I don't want them to fight. I I understand. <laughs> one last thing before we go, because yeah, we have to yeah. go. By the way, two things, two things. Thing yeah. number one, so far, the reviews have been unanimously positive. And I'm they have been, they have, yeah. really stoked. That's number one. And most number, of them have been like, even if you don't like Zack Snyder, this is a vindication of him doing yes, it. Yes. So, I mean, we yeah. literally are going to get this in two days. <laughs> yes. Two days? Two days. Oh, yeah, my God. How exciting is this? Yeah, and then yeah. we have to talk again. Yeah. Um, the other thing I wanted to say, oh, my God. Did I just forget what I was going to say about, uh, uh, oh, my God. Oh, at the something with the ending. I'm trying to remember the thought. It's like, ah, oh, it's at the tip of my tongue. Something about, and I, as soon as we exit off, I'm going to remember what it was. <laughs> okay. Um, the something about Batman and Superman. Oh, oh, yes. What, what going back to my point, we, we got so distracted. Going back to my point, what does not feel earned in Dawn of Justice, one of my biggest gripes is that how quickly they become friends after fighting each other. It happens too quickly. It doesn't. I know all that stuff is supposed to happen in one night. It talk about isn't that a failure turn. of the Martha scene though? It's that's the turn. That is the failure. No, the but it's a turn. But you know, again, if the if this movie was four hours long, then that would have taken a lot. I know it's not, but like, it's, yeah, but it would. Isn't that the reason more. people were like stepbrothers? Like, are we best friends? Uh, yep. yeah. Right. You know, I mean, but, but that's not. But no, no, no. But the Martha moment works. The Martha moment works. But it's not. It's not the be all end all. It's a catalyst for them to break away from their conflict. But I would have preferred. Here's what I would have preferred. You know what would have worked better? All right, ready? Super quick armchair rewrite session in literally two minutes because I really have to go. Um, <laughs> okay. What happens is this: they yeah. the Martha moment happens. Um, they they call a tense ceasefire. They are not friends. But there's a tense ceasefire because there are bigger fish to fry. So they are working towards a common enemy. They're not, they're not friends. They're working towards a common enemy of Lex Luthor, Doomsday. They fight Doomsday because – and Bruce realizes, Batman realizes, look, this guy, Doomsday, is way worse than even Superman. Yada, yada, yada. They fight, mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. It is Superman – sacrificing himself and killing himself when fighting doomsday that that changes bruce forever to be like down with superman and superman never really had a problem with batman to begin with apart from like whatever no, all didn't. that stuff so yeah, he was fine with him so so that's all you needed just have that moment have that moment be earned in Superman's death and not immediately after with the Martha thing where they're so, you know, ready to team up. That doesn't work. I As feel like fact, there's shades of that in the original theatrical cut of Justice League. Hmm. Like, I, I don't know what the Snyder Cut's going to hold, but if you watch the theatrical cut of Justice League, which I've done only once, I remember right. that Me Batman too. is basically in love with Superman the whole movie. He's like, we need him back. He's the best. He's the best guy. He'll save us. Like that whole movie is just him. Like we can't do anything without him. <laughs> like it's, it, I don't know if I like that either, but that's what yeah. that movie was. It was Batman yeah. just going, he is the best. He's the best of us. Well, instead of saying he's the best, it would have been what it would have been more interesting is Batman being the strate the strategic guy that he is going. Superman is 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 the you know secret weapon that we need in order he's to threat. There's only so one man. Who we can need help. to bring him. Yeah, we need to bring you know him. What it back is? Whether, no matter it's what, the, 
my favorite moments in cinema history, the end of Back to the Future 2. There's only yeah. one man who can help me. And then it cuts to the, you know, the ending of Back to the yeah. Future 1. It's like a beautiful, that's I love that moment. That's basically what I want <laughs> from Justice League. Is like a, there's only one man that can help us. Well, <laughs> the other thing too. The other thing, oh wait, oh no, I just forgot. Oh my god, am I going? I'm to sorry. Now? What was the? No, no, it's okay. I'm trying to remember what I was about to say. What were we just talking about right before you said that? We were talking about what was I saying? Uh, uh, Superman uh, sacrificing himself for Batman. Right. Batman realizing he's he, oh, that. Oh. That's when he falls in love with him. What I what I would have loved to see for an end scene, or even for like the end of that Justice League movie or something. Um, what I would have liked to see is going back to the Batman versus Superman comics that we were just talking about. And there are some great scenes where Batman opens up a safe and there's a room full of kryptonite, synthesized kryptonite. So no matter how good friends they are, Batman always has kryptonite at his disposable. Ah, something that Superman begrudgingly agrees to in case he's ever taken over. That's by not always true, though. There are comics, and I especially remember the Ra's al Ghul storyline. Do you remember that? Which where- one? The one where uh, uh, Ra's al Ghul steals all Batman's files and learned how to take down the entire. Oh Justice my League. God! No, that's a Justice League. That's Justice League. That's Justice League where Batman gets kicked out of the Justice League for having secret files and everybody. Right, but in that story, so in that story, it's admitted that Superman is he the only person on the Earth that Superman entrusts Kryptonite to. That is true. Batman, and he gives it to him because he says, that's "If true. anyone ever takes over my mind." Yes. You stop me. I only yes. trust you. And that, once again, is why I love the two of them being friends oh, and they're best so friends good. and they trust each other because oh, the greatest, so they're, they're, they're the greatest of who they are and they trust each other. And they're but friends. Do you remember what the thing is? There's actually, that's not the thing that's in Superman's file that makes that, that's the betrayal against Superman. No, no, it's the, it's, it's the sun thing. Yeah, his skin. Yeah, yeah I remember that. Yeah. Skin translucent, which right. allows him to not absorb the rays. I can't, right. dude. I haven't read that in twenty years, and I fucking remember that. That's a good fucking story, man. That was a great good story. story. I forget I kinda, what it's called. I remember the when the when the I, I I forget what it's called, but uh, when Tower the, of Babel, Tower that's of it. Babel, Tower of Babel. When when um, Nolan had Ra's al Ghul in the movie, I was like, oh shit. Is the next movie going to be this storyline? I thought, like, I remember being so excited that they were going to do that storyline. And of course, oh, he's such a letdown in that. <laughs> all, <laughs> yeah, right, he, all right, listen, yeah. we got to wrap this up. We're I got to go. Bob, I want to thank you so much. This was honestly, no, thank you. I love talking to you. You rule. We, we, we really, we groove well. Yes. Um, this conversation is going to pick up when Bob and I appraise Justice League, the Snyder Cut, and we'll probably talk and compare and contrast with the, the, that, that abysmal. Uh, a theatrical version, so. which I think everyone wants to pretend never happened anyway. Which so. we will. It's been yeah, a race from history. So, as we yeah. always say on the show, peace and. Hell.